0: I love you. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes for a rather chill episode, I imagine. We're both pretty low energy tonight. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's I a am bit later. the Green
1: Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon. And this is Green and Faceless on the Couch. Happy Thanksgiving. Ye-ha!
0: Uh, in America. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Uh, yeah. Oh, excuse me. In in the United States of America, because Canada's still in America and they already had their Thanksgiving. weird weirdos. I disagree. I have heard their arguments about it, and you know, I have I, it, but it's America. <laughs> I That's think all it's all the argument. I need. think it's earlier November. I don't remember. I'm gonna look it up just real quick. It's October 9th, actually so it's before. Oh, that makes it
0: better actually canadia yeah. canadia you got the better canadia. things canadia <laughs> canadia well of course if you're canadian you have to be from canadia i see right? i see that's how it works right
1: yeah you know i don't know if canuck is racist How would i say it probably it probably <laughs> is it sounds, like, it sounds like it sounds like one
0: of those words that would yeah, be
1: but it's it is a term for canadians i know that but now that I said it, I feel like maybe it's derived from...
0: Uh, Anything that has like a hard, hard consonant sound in it. Yeah. You can almost be I feel like it swear. might be
1: derived from the Inuits, so maybe that's not okay. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't want to research that one. I'll research when Make an
0: apology. Make an apology. I'm rep- pa-
1: sorry for even mentioning
0: the, 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 the term. I think you've uncanceled yourself. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh my goodness, we've got today. Um, I don't know, honestly, we we're talking about before we start recording. I'm not sure why I pitched this idea of an episode. I'm happy we did because I love both these films. But, uh, what it comes down to is we have two black and white, and sometimes in color, both of them, dramatic <laughs> films today. <laughs> they're not really one's not really dramatic but it it kind of is uh the other one got werewolf by night marvel's uh sleeper hit they they released it in uh in october and we're just like aha you weren't expecting this were you and uh i just realized my my dryer is running in the background i'm a professional
1: yes we're good yeah great (laughs) love that, that oh
0: and my dog too uh-huh. anyways the other movie we, we have is <laughs>
1: sorry no, i said happy thanksgiving
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the other movie we have today is a blonde the uh nc-17 the first i think uh from uh, from netflix maybe they did they, no they didn't do nymphomaniac but, yeah, uh, it, it's very important to know up front with Blonde that it is a fictional take oh, on definitely. Ramon's Monroe's Life.
1: 100% important.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I came into it not expecting that. I thought it was a biopic. Right. Um, but as, as certain events were happening, I was like, I, I don't know I don't about know this. About and then I that. looked a little more into it, realized it's based on a novel by Joyce Carol Oates. Um, I've only read her short stories, and I love them. And I immediately went out and bought the book. Okay. And we'll talk about that when we talk blonde, because I'm very excited about that movie. Or to All talk right. that movie. To talk it, yeah. Yeah. It well, was let's, something. Let's first dive into
1: Werewolf by Night. Werewolf by Night. Also something. Uh, it's only 55 minutes. Uh, Yay. And I, you know, yeah. I, I think it's it does do everything that it needs to do. But I do also think that there's 30 more minutes in this world that could have been explored like it,
0: it could sure but uh i feel like this movie is already nice and trimmed and it doesn't is need very more.
1: trimmed it is very trimmed yeah. but i feel like once you get to the end of it it's like the inciting incident for a series yeah so it was I like a long like, pilot yeah, yeah i feel like there could be more and maybe they thought about making uh a short series about it and this was like we can do what we want to do with one episode let's just do this it's pretty good but i don't see it doing well as a series and i could agree with that maybe Maybe there's not enough for a whole series but people love this supernatural shit i mean people somebody would watch it i'd watch it um (laughs) i would probably
0: watch it yeah yeah and, I mean, especially for Gail, uh I might pronounce the name wrong. Gael Garcia Bernal. He who plays the titular werewolf by
1: Yes. Night. Uh the motorcycle diary. I'm pretty sure. He, he's played Che, right? Che in motorcycle diaries.
0: Oh yeah, that well, yeah, we did watch that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Name. Yeah. Yeah. Oh he was also in Ito Mama We need to watch he that. He was That's also
1: really in movie. old. Oh. yeah that's right that is another i think that was the last
0: thing we talked about he's got a new one and knight's got a new one coming out and it it looks very predictable like the trailer the trailer they put out i feel like i thought he had a series or two as well yeah on apple tv but i'm not gonna watch that okay that's on apple tv (laughs) well we don't have until until apple buys disney which apparently i had heard was hilarious like someone in an article that said like the biggest power move that bob Iger. did you hear about that what? Bob Iger's the the president of, their CEO of Disney again. Uh, yes, I did hear about that. Yeah, they just kicked Bob Chapek out. I wonder. I yeah. don't understand why. Like, because he was f- ruining the company, I guess. Because uh, he was focusing so hard on streaming, and then they're just like, "No, no, we don't want this." Uh, apparently, they didn't hit like streaming numbers that they wanted to hit. I got gotcha. like, you. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Like, I, I thought I tried Disney looking Plus into was it.
1: doing pretty well. It seems pretty popular.
0: I'm just worried because it looks like they're. Uh, um, one thing they have to do is they have to start deciding what things need to get cut. And Doctor Who just got a deal to be broadcast around the world outside of the United Kingdom on Disney Plus. They and piss like, off motherfuck- two
1: whole countries if they did that.
0: Yeah. yeah. If Bob Iger comes in and, and gets rid of that deal, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, maybe three I'm countries. Be so pissed. I don't know how how yeah. how into who Canada is, but I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure they are, but like it's mainly just you know, United Kingdom China's apparently getting into it, or something oh, really? like that. they're trying to get it into China, yeah, <clears throat> that's fun, but anyways all the way back to werewolf by night <laughs> after the 10 tangents there yeah. and i'm sure there was a lot of hanging chads i'm so sorry i don't remember what, what all yeah. topics we were going into well, there that's a hell of a but, topic
1: to bring up but uh, ja- <laughs> ja- uh hanging chad gail plays jack russell
0: that's right jack russell the werewolf by night i've yeah. never read any of those comics. I've never Me even met that either. character in and any you of know, the comics.
1: I went in blind, and I will say that you gave just a little bit of a spoiler, but somebody had to be the werewolf. When, when you start the show, it, there's a gathering of hunters, and they're all gathered right. to, uh, at, this, at Bloodstone Castle or whatever the fuck to uh, see who will inherit the Bloodstone, which... Uh, helps you defeat monsters very easily, and yeah. it's always been in the Bloodstone family. It also reveals monsters. It reveals monsters. That is correct. <laughs> Jack Russell comes as one of these hunters, quote unquote, and they have to hunt this monster. So having no knowing nothing, it's very easy to assume that the werewolf is in the maze the the gardens is what they called it.
0: I I would disagree. Only because they mentioned that the guy's name is Jack Russell. If you hear the <laughs> name Jack Russell and immediately don't think dog in a movie called Werewolf this by is Night, something's wrong. True. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I went in blind too, but once they said the guy's name was Jack Russell, I'm like, oh, cool, you're the. Werewolf. I did like, not pick to that up. I gotta say, <laughs> <laughs> so Jack Russell Terrier, like
1: that is so funny it is also kind of funny because he doesn't necessarily look like your traditional werewolf feel no it's it's pretty close uh to some others like it feels like a scooby-doo werewolf honestly yeah kind of uh but that's what the comic book was and they did a really good job with it i think
0: it is very comic book accurate i don't like the look of the werewolf. Because the, the, there is a very awesome scene. If you're gonna watch this movie again, it's only 53 minutes. Like Why not? definitely go out and watch it because yeah. it's really really short. But like, it, it watch it specifically for the trans transformation scene because obviously it's a yeah. werewolf movie. You're gonna have a transformation scene. Right. It's one of my favorites. It was so well done. Uh, I don't know if you recognize this. The director is Michael Giacchino. The composer. He's composed so many things, uh, the theme song for Lost, um, wow. or, or just a lot of the music for Lost in general. The music was excellent. Awesome. Composer. Well, yeah. I don't even know if I, he might have done that. I would assume he would have done the composition for this too. Yep, it says yeah, music by. Yeah, and this was his first director. This is his directorial debut. Well, like, that's pretty. He's cool. apparently wanted to. Yeah, he's wanted to be a director for a very long time.
1: Like we said, it is very neat. It's very neatly cut tell the story that they wanted to tell. not exactly a hundred percent keen on the ending to be fair, but only because it's all that we get. If it was a pilot, I would be satisfied by the ending
0: right but his his directing during that scene, that transformation scene is so fucking good. yes like it's it's he, he knows exactly what to focus on. And he does it so well and most of it most of it's just done in shadow play. Yeah. And like Mo- yeah, I loved it. Ninety percent
1: of this is in black and white.
0: Yeah, and it's it's just it it really I mean, obviously I've mentioned before, if you're gonna be in black and white, you're almost immediately drawing my interest more. I yeah. don't know why that is, but like I love black and white.
1: I think it's because you're expected then to to use that for something. Like it can't right. just be black and white, and you call it good. You got to be black and white, and still have great cinematography, and true use
0: it for theming and stuff like that. And you can hide shit in the shadows really well, Right. Yeah. and you can play with monsters really well too. It, yeah. m- it makes itself really useful to this like horror adjacent yes. genre like area. Yeah, yeah, horror because this this one yeah. isn't horrifying. I'm not gonna say that there's a lot yeah. of horror in Werewolf by Night. There is some it's elements. There's a lot of mostly
1: comical
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like and I, I just I really love it like it's really fun like it, I don't know it's like when you hear Marvel's involved obviously you think Superman right. capes that kind yeah. of shit and it's really it's really nice to know that they can just do like a, another genre <laughs> right <laughs> that, that this is make... one
1: of their oldest things too if I'm not mistaken it's like I think in the 60s at least which I, I know that's not, not the oldest Marvel the period
0: it takes place I no, it was no, modern no day. no
1: no when werewolf by night was started oh gotcha i think it's one of their older ips let's just find out uh it it was actually 72 that uh nice it was in marvel spotlight which i don't think they really do so much anymore but they had astonishing tales i believe and marvel spotlight which allowed them to pretty much do like short stories and stuff like that nice. so and, and you know if they do still do it that's awesome i think that astonishing tales still comes out every once in a while but it i think it usually is like short stories with the heroes that already exist yeah but it would be cool if they still had this i think this like all these ideas kind of got filtered off into their subsidiary companies
0: yeah was it image for um marvel camera i don't know I can't remember. I think Image is its own company, but okay. I'm I'm honestly not sure. It it all gets jumbled knows? in my head anymore. We weren't we weren't alive during the height of it, anyways. So right, yeah. Oh man, it would have been nice if 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 yeah. it, comics could have another height. Yeah, I I don't know. They just it got to a point where I just couldn't afford them. I was buying them week to week, but then I was just like, I can't do this. Well, like, everything got it. expensive. So what are you yeah. gonna do you do? But I do, I do like Marvel having these little one off ideas, like, yeah. because, because, you know, it, this one was a lot of fun, and I think it, it opens up the world to, like, you know, doing Craven for Spider Man. I mm. don't really want them to do that, but there's a lot of, you know, talk that that's what they'll do next, is like a Craven idea. He would work well, you know, because yeah. you have these, you've already established these monster hunters. You don't have to establish that, you know, somebody would be out there doing this kind of stuff again. Yeah. And, you know, i think it i think it'd be kind of fun also to see just you know uh, jack russell meeting other other characters in his world and just being completely like not on their level but at like a really weird like side level like all by himself like (laughs) yeah so the way
1: jack tries to operate is once a month you know he locks himself up during the full moon but yeah when he's just jack russell he is just a man <laughs> hey it does say the second incarnation was named jack gomez interesting and that was in werewolf by night number one october 2020 so huh. so was, they had quite a long break between this and and that but i don't know if they based it off of that original story by uh, marvel spotlight or if whatever but his name is jack russell like a dog as we established
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and he is. I do like uh Gile's um, his acting because he's very like quiet and timid. Yes, almost. That's what and, I you know, he's surrounded be. by these other. Yeah, and he's surrounded by these other monster hunters, and you know they're talking about their kills and everything. And then uh, the the uh, Verusa Bloodstone, the the the, the widow, wife. yeah, the of widow. Harriet, played by Harriet Sansom Harris. She's just like she's calling out how many confirmed kills they all have. And then she gets to like Jack Russell and she's like, over a 100 conf- a or more confirmed kills. And everybody's like, what in the what? fuck? And he's just like looking around and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that.
1: Uh, yeah, it's really funny because Jova, uh, another hunter played by uh, Kirk R. Thatcher, he was the big guy who finds the big axe. Yeah. He's like boasting that he's, you know, very skilled, very much a veteran, and he's having this conversation with a drink with jack and it's like i really like your makeup that's a good signature it's like it's it's to honor my my ancestors and uh and his makeup is pretty cool especially in the black and white you know because sometimes you can't see it and then sometimes the light's just right to see all the different markings yeah
0: it's pretty nicely done yeah it's pretty interesting so another beautiful thing about black and white
1: (laughs) this is true because at first you could look at him and be like, oh, this guy's sickly. There's something wrong
0: with him. Yeah. I like, mean, I, really, you could, yeah. yeah.
1: I did think he was the werewolf at first, to go back on what I said earlier, because of those that sunken eye look that yeah. he had with the makeup. But I I thought he was going to be a legitimate hunter that was also a werewolf. I was not expecting right. the twist that they went for, which is that he's there to save the man thing yeah
0: yeah (laughs) big spoilers there yeah the man thing is is the marvel equivalent of swamp thing thank you yes i was trying to remember what the the dc version was and and i i only know the swamp thing like that's my that's where i go to i've never read anything about man thing so when he made an appearance, I literally was just like, whoa, that's a big fucking yeah. like, lawsuit about to happen. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, it's an actual thing. Yeah, And he's they, called Ted in this, and it's really adorable. Yeah, it is. Like, <laughs> because, yeah. so, Jack, uh,
1: so let's introduce Elsa Bloodstone. This is the daughter, the estranged daughter of right. Loise's, who is the guy who uh, had the Bloodstone for forever. He was voiced by Richard Dixon in this absurdly macabre scene where he puppet oh my God, puppetized beautiful. his corpse. It's so yeah. good. I can't believe it's in I a Disney it,
0: thing. Uh, it was so funny. <laughs> so and it looks good too. It's it very does. it's very like B movie ish. Yes,
1: yeah. And then you know, it was some guy who decided to do have this plan set out for his yeah. own corpse. So it makes sense Hey when
0: I die make me into a puppet. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: fucked up. <laughs> like his servant i don't remember who the servant is but he he's like got this crank and he's cranking it through all the motions (laughs) it's hilarious anyways oh my god elsa came back she she'd been away for years she came back because she wants the bloodstone feels like it's her uh you know blood right (laughs) (laughs) but ulysses and verusa had decided that they're gonna have this contest this hunt to decide who, who gets to inherit it out of everybody so she comes back to participate right. and when jack and elsa bump into each other in the gardens jack is like let's just pretend like we didn't see each other and yeah, that's strange because the other hunters are killing each other
0: <laughs> yeah exactly they're all they're all out to go after each other and Verusa, she doesn't want uh, Elsa to have the Bloodstone because Elsa's kind of estranged from her family right. because she doesn't like the tradition of the monster hunting, I think. I, I, yeah. I don't think she liked it.
1: I, I don't think she liked everything about it. I, the monster yeah. hunting part of it, I think she thought was necessary until, right. until, until she met Ted. Jack.
0: Yeah. Well, Ted, really. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> ted's True. such a beautiful little swamp thing yeah or Ted. man thing yeah man, man thing. thing whatever he is don't sue me dizzy i'm sorry <laughs> but yeah it's it's really funny though because i really liked uh elsa i don't know if, if you noticed when uh whenever she comes across the other hunters she uses their weapons to kill them oh yeah. like every single one of them she uses their stuff against them to win and i'm just like i was loving every nice. minute i'm like nice. this is so like that's Laura so donnelly
1: if we haven't said
0: yeah, I don't think we did.
1: Yeah. Yeah, nope. I'm not sure um, what else to say about this. I, I feel like we explained what happens, really talked about most of the beats. Like we said it's short, but it's very worth watching. It and you know, if you love werewolf shit, you'll like it. If you like uh, Marvel shit, you'll probably like it too. Best of both worlds. When's Blade coming? Apparently that's gonna they're pushing real hard for a rated R
0: rating. It does. It actually, yeah, it fits really well into that world, that Definitely. segment of Marvel. Definitely. You know, so that's, like, I am kind of excited, more excited for Blade now. Yeah. Um. And, and you know, I'll give this one three stars. I really enjoy it. Uh, I think as a uh, directorial debut for Michael Giacchino, it's fucking amazing. Like, congrats, dude. I'm really excited to see you direct more. I mean, I'll, I'm always excited for his music because his music is it's always stellar. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Man, I mean he's he's been something, you know one of the composers that I I love like for years ever since lost at least but yeah definitely go check it out on Disney Plus like just really fun little fun a little horror movie yeah. like a little, a yeah, a little silly comedy one. a little quick
1: one you'll like it yeah I give it a face yeah. that's how I rate my movies if you're new to the show cuz mm. I'm faceless and I give movies face When they feel like a fully competent movie, because watching them makes me feel like a fully competent person with eyes. (laughs) (laughs) If you like our silly show and want to support us, please go on down while we take a soda pop break to patreon.com slash green and faceless. Check out the tiers there. We got a special show called Bangers and Hash, where we just talk about new movies and TV that we've seen. Which, you know, sounds like what we're doing right now, but it's, like, uh, a lot more compressed. And we also have some voting uh, and and movie suggestion options for the show. So please go check that out. Uh, Love you, Couch Potatoes. We'll be right back after a break.
0: I love you. Bobby Cannavale. Dude, how is it that that whenever we talk about somebody that I hardly know, like an actor that is, like Bobby Cannavale, we immediately talk about another thing that they're in? <laughs> what did we talk about him recently? In what was it? I don't know. I remember the name. Was he in? Been um... in a lot of stuff. Like
1: was it a TV show we watched? Is he in in Blonde or the other show? There He's he is. In, he was uh, Joe DiMaggio. They just called him ex athlete in this. <laughs> A- on, uh, man, IMDb. none of these things that maybe they couldn't get the, the rights to portray him or something. That's right, he was in the train, st- uh, the station agent just recently.
0: Station agent, yeah, with, with, oh, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. That's Dinklage. right,
1: and okay, not Michelle, <laughs> not Michelle Williams, occasionally, Michelle <laughs> occasionally, Michelle Williams, Norma Jean. Come on, man. I just the whole time we watched this, I just
0: couldn't stop thinking about Elton John the whole time you watched blonde yeah, we get candle oh, in the candle and wind. his and his yeah and how he would think of it or not
1: may really how Elton felt about it though that's an interesting question now that we're here. I think we're back now that we're talking we are about back the movie, but yeah Elton John, I don't know that he would. Like this movie, but it does. I mean, it is the same story as *Candle in the Wind*. To be yeah,
0: pretty much. Yeah, it's it's very it's it's *Blonde* is as as I mentioned, fictional novel by Joyce Carol Oates. Immediately bought the novel. It's sitting on my coffee table. I'm ready to read it. I'm very excited. I just got to get through one of the eight other books I'm reading. (laughs) Um, but it 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 is a, a fictional saga esque biopic like story that follows uh norma Jean, whatever her last name was uh I think, mortensen I th- that doesn't seem I right i thought it was Norman. that's what it was in the movie but, but I maybe it is yeah it was mortensen norma i thought Jean she had a different last name baker baker okay i was gonna say like i thought i, I guess a perfectly mortensen, it must be a good huh. name
1: <laughs> for a human but yeah being. i guess
0: if she's listed here as norma jean mortensen i guess that was her uh, the, it could have been the, maybe it's maybe man. they're trying to imply her father her her longing to be with her, her father because that's the thing uh norma jean was uh born out of wedlock uh didn't know her father and you know often pined for her father she wanted to know this man who wasn't there and she was told so many different like fake stories by yeah. her her mother, who was rapidly going crazy with debilitating mental illness and stuff like uh I don't know specifics. But uh who is the mom? The mother
1: was by? played by Ooh. uh Juliana Nicholson. Excuse Thank me you.
0: for the thousand and ten sneezes. Are you okay. I'm going to delete them all. No, and Marilyn no, no, no. is <laughs> played by Anna De Armas. Amazingly played by Anna De Armas. Like yes, 100%. Absolutely phenomenal. Like I I feel like a lot of people are going to ignore this film because of, you know, the negative criticisms that it's been getting and over the, 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 the x 17
1: rating. I don't know. I if Anna doesn't get at least a, no, a, a nomination for for best right. leading actor, something's wrong. Yeah, something is wrong. Because it was her performance was amazing.
0: Yeah, and and I I won't deny that occasionally you can hear her accent slip Mm -hmm. in. You know, it's not it's not entirely gone. It's not always the breathy Marilyn Monroe voice that you you're familiar with. Yeah, but I do think she still did that very well. She did. It was superb. But there there are definite moments where you can definitely hear Ana de Armas, and I don't think it really um, affects the performance at all because the performance is just mind-blowingly amazing. Yeah. Like she yeah. killed it. She absolutely killed it. I I
1: don't know if this really has been talked about, but it does seem strange and ma- like a little counterintuitive to have a latino person play another race. I know that Hollywood's been doing it for years with white people playing mm-hmm. everybody but I don't know. That part did feel a little weird to me. However, after watching the movie, she was a perfect choice.
0: Yeah, she really was.
1: But, like, at the same breath, are we going to then allow some white person to play a black person from real life?
0: I mean, we already had... Well, not well, from real life, but I was going to say, like, <laughs> Tropic Thunder, Robert oh, yeah, i Oh, yeah. I'm not,
1: I'm not going to say that it hasn't <laughs> been done. I'm saying that it is a big no-no a taboo now to do that because right it is insensitive and yeah why wouldn't you give a black person that role like you know it just doesn't make right. sense
0: i'm sure somebody's complaining about it you know yeah. somebody's making the argument in my in my opinion i've always fallen on whoever is the right choice for the role is the right choice for the role right like they definitely nailed it. I mean, even their their
1: facial structure works really well.
0: Right, it really does. Like you definitely, I I saw a photo of Marilyn on the on the cover of the book when I bought it, and I was just like, "That's not Marilyn." Yeah, and I was just like, yeah. "Oh, right, it's right, right." Confusing. It is. It is her. Yeah, <laughs> I just I got so I got so used to looking at anna de armasa's as Marilyn that I was just like, "What? That's not right." You know, because she she really does just sink into that role. It's it's really perfect. And, and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that there, there's arguments to be had. I'm not the one to, to step into that ring. I know, I know my argument is null and void. It falls on people actually not being discriminative when they, when they hire people. Right. And I know that that's not, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of racist people out there who are still in the position of giving jobs. So I know that, I don't know. I, I want it to just be whoever's best for the rule should get the rule. I I agree, but yeah, we gotta have diverse casts at the
1: same at the same yeah, exactly. time. Uh, and I think now that like the way that you frame that, I think helped me even on it is like the person who cast
0: was not. If they were being discriminatory, they would have cast a, a white person. And I feel like I feel like they were just open minded, listening to all the auditions. It was like, damn, she fucking killed it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, she, and she, killed, she Fucking did. And this, the, the movie follows, because it's a saga, uh, you know, it, it starts off in her youth, goes all the way to her death. Uh, I say saga, it's just a biopic. Uh, saga is the book version of it, I guess.
1: <laughs> but I think we could call it an epic. There's a large epic, yeah. span of time.
0: Yeah, that's true. And, and at the beginning, you get that installation of, of you know, uh, the daddy issues mm-hmm. that were, were very present, you know, when, when Marilyn became, uh, got older. She called a lot of her lovers "daddy," you yeah. know, a lot of her husbands, a lot in, of the people. In she this was, story, uh, anyways, I think in real life too. I think yeah. I think I remember hearing about that, but it could have just been a rumor that I heard. Yeah. yeah, but but she's always in this movie. At least she's looking for that that father figure, you know, that was never present in her childhood. Mother was going crazy. It was very rough and turbulent childhood. She slept in a, a drawer in a, and a cabinet a when she was a baby. Yeah. yeah.
1: That 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 I feel like is not that unusual for people No, but poverty, it's very sad. It is sad <laughs> and I feel like I mean there is a scene that goes back it feels as if uh Norma Jean is ha remembering a repressed memory of her being in that drawer and the drawer shutting because she was yeah. wanting attention or feeding
0: or change. Oh my god. When they had those like trippy yeah, flashback or dream sequences those were so good this one really gets it's very psychological drama but there definitely. are some really good horror elements that are, are really mind-boggling yeah. at times where it, you're you're almost like certain you're watching a horror film
1: if you have seen spencer which was the basically the same concept but with diana if you've seen that it is definitely that but on a much larger scale i'm gonna say
0: right it's yeah I mean, even like the Doors, uh, Jim Morrison, you know, like that—that mm. that focus on an artist going through some shit. Yeah, like it's—it's <laughs> it's a tale we all know, but like with with uh, with Blonde, you you get more aspects to it. You get like um, the the crueler realities of the entertainment world in the fifties, where Marilyn was raped. At, at least in this story, I'm yeah. assuming in in the real world it happened as well. It, a lot of her history is just not known you know a lot of it happened behind closed doors and stuff
1: and this is not explicitly said but i just want to put it out there as my own theory i feel that is implied that is the picture uh, that the picture that she was told was her father was that man who was much older that was what man the the producer that raped her oh really yeah i I, because he had he had the same mustache it, like he had yeah. a fedora on in the in the picture, so it's hard to Fuck. say. But they
0: said he worked in the industry. Yeah, that producer, by the way, is Mr. Z, uh, Daryl mm-hmm. F. Zunick, played by uh, David Warshawski. Um And I do I do believe it is known that he was a rapist that he did mm-hmm. use his job for power. Um, I believe I remember reading that a lot of his his indiscretions came out. That sounds like a bad word, indiscretions. You know, it's not a it, lot of his sins his moral
1: sins (laughs) indiscretions indiscretions makes it sound like uh it's okay as long as nobody knows about it yeah it it. makes it
0: sound weak it's not it's 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 very gross and disturbing his wrongdoings yeah his moral sins his moral sins (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but like uh, a lot of those came out during the weinstein um revelation like I believe I remembered reading I can be completely wrong and talking about my I am talking about my ass, but don't take don't take my words as fact you know, people. Don't guys, put them down in essays and cite me. Don't you do should that.
1: know by now if you've listened to us long enough that we both have asses. Both have meatuses right on our face. Well, not me, actually. That's right,
0: meatuses. I'm glad I taught you
1: that. <laughs> yeah. I got I I am still <laughs> an ass face. I'm an ass face. <laughs> Don't you can mold it into that? I can very easily.
0: But then, uh, as as her career it right takes now. off,
1: I did it right now.
0: <laughs> How do I? Look? Right, and as Marilyn's career takes off, as she becomes popular, you know, she gets into big films and everything. She meets, uh, she meets, she comes across Cash Chaplin right. and uh, Eddie G. Robinson Jr.
1: Cash right. Chaplin's
0: Charlie Chaplin Jr. That's right. He's played by Xavier Samuel. Eddie G. Robinson Jr. is played by Evan Williams, and I keep
1: on getting confused. Whole movie, yeah, that's
0: fair. <laughs> and, and but they're they're both juniors, right. you know. Charlie Chaplin Jr. Edward John, uh, Robinson Jr. Like they're both named after their fathers. They have their father's legacies over them, and you know they they feel the weight of it. One of them is Charlie Chaplin, so (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's right. The other one is Edward Robinson.
1: (laughs) I don't really know Edward Robinson, honestly. I feel like Charlie Chaplin. I don't either, but at the
0: same time, I'm sure he was something. (laughs) I'm sure if he if this kid was worried about his legacy, he was an outspoken public critic of fascism and Nazism. Well then, see his dad was cool. That's pretty good. <laughs> well, so was Charlie. You saying Charlie Chaplin. Chaplin wasn't cool? Charlie Chaplin was pretty cool. I don't really know enough about either person's personal lives. I'm sure they have reasons to have been canceled somewhere. In I'm long sure. Lines. I mean, <laughs> Charlie
1: Chaplin did get kicked out of the United States. All
0: right, <clears throat> but like one of the things that draws Marilyn though is is the free spirit of these two guys. Yes. because they're they're um, they're very much living together they become you a know, unicorn. Like it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they do both seem very bisexual, but like it's yeah. never implied that they're with each other, I don't think. I don't think you ever see them kiss each other or anything. I don't know. But it's know. kind of implied they, that they do love each other. I
1: do see, there's some rubbing that Eddie does for Cass, like on his back. That's fair. And stuff. Yeah. And- they're very tender with each other. And, and it, I, like the, I like the representation in that aspect anyways, because obviously yeah. they lived in a society that you got to be very coy about that sort of thing.
0: And I looked into it a little bit, because yeah, I was very interested. I was like, did Marilyn actually have this like three-way right. relationship? And I, there's no evidence, of course, to, to really back much of it up and all that kind of stuff. There is evidence that she dated both of these people at one point in time, hmm. I guess. um but like a lot of the story built around them is just fictionalized gotcha but it is the basis of the the backbone to the story yeah because you know this is where she starts to grow this is where she starts to try to to step out to to step out against her agent her her like the person who's like producing her and all that kind of stuff because when they find out that you know when when she's seen in public with these two and, and they're doing a like crazy things in public you know they go to a movie theater and to one of her films even and just
1: basically make
0: out in the in the theater yeah they make out they they uh i don't know what the they publicly masturbate her (laughs) yes that's true yeah foreplay they do foreplay in the theater they finger i was trying to finger her thank you i was trying (laughs) to think of like a good way to put it it's (laughs) an nc-17 movie there's sex in it it's very yeah very raunchy. There's a lot of sex in it. And, and, you know, there as, as, cause I was talking to you, um, after I had watched it, that part's consensual. It's, it's very, right. you know, there is a lot to say about exploitation with Marilyn and everything, but here it's a, an expression of freedom an expression right. of like, you know, yeah. growth and excitement and and like loving life and she's having a good time, but then her agent and everybody steps in and it's just like, you can't have this image. Yeah, you know you gotta you gotta stop, right? And you know that's when she she straightens up a bit. You know she she uh, leaves her friendship in the past with both of them, and she meets uh, Joe DiMaggio, amazing baseball player, played here by Bobby Cannavale.
1: Yeah, so I'm just making sure before we move on, are we keep in out the baby stuff.
0: No, I was gonna talk about that later. That hasn't happened yet, though. Yeah. Really.
1: Uh, she got pregnant with either Cass or eddie in the story
0: oh that's right, right. yeah that's yeah. right yeah and then she had an, a, an abortion and right. you know halfway right before the procedure she was just like ah, ah you know she got a little scared she's like she didn't i want don't
1: but... want to do this but she said that before they even put her on the table that before she even got back to that room so right. it was very upsetting that it still happened
0: but the way the way that scene happened too it was still like even though it was before she was on the table it seemed a little trippy as if she was already under the influence of something yeah so it already felt it already felt very much like a dream sequence like yeah, you don't know if any of it is going if it was actually happening or if it was just in her head yeah you know if it if it was a an, an excuse she was implanting to to make herself feel better for it or whatever And there's a lot of, there is another, that's another, you know, argument to be made against the movie. I know a lot of people have watched this and they've complained about the exploitation of Marilyn. Right. They've also complained about the, the abortion aspect of this film because it does seem a little, in some people's minds, they can see it as anti-abortion. The term
1: is pro-life, which I wanted to bring that up because like, yeah, we're pro life. Everybody's pro life. We all want life to exist in this fucking world. We just want people to have the right to do with their own goddamn body what they want. And sorry, I will get yeah. off my soapbox now.
0: <clears throat> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that is that is a running uh, un- another theme is Marilyn is uh, because the reason she got the abortion was because she had she was seeing her mother in the uh, mental institution. Mm and she 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 learned or had heard through rumor or whatever that you know what her mother had could be hereditary right and she was very terrified of passing that on to another to a child or anything right.
1: or or being turning into an abusive mother as her mother was yeah yeah i think exactly, that was more of yeah. a really
0: concern yeah and it it you know, that's kind of what drove her away from the juniors. Yeah. Um, I had forgotten that that was the uh, the inciting incident there. And from there, she met Joe DiMaggio, Bobby Cannavale. And she wasn't really, like, enthused about that really in the relationship, at least in this movie's opinion. Yeah, not not at
1: all. I think at the time what the writer is trying to get across is that she had made this decision that basically helped her in her career and her public view because yeah. keeping the baby even though it was something she really wanted to do would have made her career basically impossible so she's already made this decision why not get in with the athlete who i think is what he's credited as i, I wonder if they gonna get the yeah ex-athlete that's right I wonder if they couldn't get yeah. the rights to portray Joe DiMaggio or something. Uh but anyhow it is a pretty
0: negative light. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean he he really is uh trying to be dominant in her yes. life like you know he's like yeah, you he's can't do this jealous, you shouldn't do this
1: abusive yeah all
0: that. She does the the iconic um the 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 blow the wind blowing up her skirt kind of thing. Yes. I know what that I don't uh, remember the, what the, the movie that, was either but yes everybody yeah. knows what you're talking about. exactly she did that iconic scene and he was pissed like beat her yes and was just like you know she had filming the next day and that's when she divorced him yeah yeah so about uh,
1: what i was trying to say is that norma jean you know she already made this decision for public image sake so she thought Mm -hmm. this athlete is a good choice he also wants to be a politician or something like that so you know it might be it might be good to be his his first lady slash uh, the, you know, biggest woman in the world. But yeah. did not work out, as we said. And then she meets the
0: playwright. Yeah. Adrian Brody. Good old Arthur Miller. That's right. And they do <laughs> drop his name, at least. And he's, I, I really like, you know, I've, I know I've read, uh, I, I'm pretty sure I read The Crucible. I think that's what I read by Arthur Miller.
1: Uh, Death um, of the Salesman. I've read that. For sure. Okay, yeah, definitely.
0: And Crucible. I don't know if I actually read Death of a Salesman. You know? Yeah. I know I've read The Crucible. That it's that something. that I definitely read. I'm pretty sure I've read Death of a Salesman. I just don't remember it. But like, I really enjoy Adrian Brody's performance. Definitely. It's very. Uh, it, it's like an actual good relationship for yeah. Marilyn. Yeah. Because you know she is she is seeing herself on the screen. She's seeing this persona, Marilyn Monroe. Just dominating her life, yeah. and she's seeing Norma Jean completely disappear, yeah, and it's you know it's kind of terrifying for her, it's a little traumatizing, yeah. she can't separate the two, but with with Arthur, she's kind of able to because she, yeah. she you know she's able to read and like discuss things with him, yeah, and, like he, you know they' they're, they're both falls in
1: love with her intellect, and I love this movie yeah. for that that they showed yeah. that she was a person, you know like they, right. they had other traits of her being a human other than just her flesh which is what you know we were given and yeah and life, that's
0: what you know that's what marilyn was she was the this big sex pot you know it's like yeah. every, everything was so sexualized about her yeah and you know and that that image itself was exploited uh, like exploited and you know that was that's kind of like it's a huge message of this movie. Yeah, definitely. And I, I agree with you. I enjoy that they they took the time to develop the normal gene. Yeah, you know to to show that there was this this aspect that was just lost in the limelight. Right. And she gets she gets pregnant again with Arthur Miller, and you know she's very excited. She's she very is. happy. Things but are going well in her life.
1: She's also starting to have these. Delusions or right. hallucinations. At least you could uh, interpret it as that. But she starts talking to the baby, and obviously, like yeah. we said up front, this is fiction. Right. So you know, I don't. I doubt this was in her diary or something. But <laughs> uh, the, anyhow, the fetus starts saying, "Aren't? Are you sure you're going to keep me? Like you got rid yeah. of the other one?
0: Aren't you a monster? Do you remember?" oh what's it called it's not the fountain it's uh it's this it's this huge the, scoping like epic film <laughs> not the fountain it's the it's another one very similar It's the tree of life maybe
1: oh is that the one with sean penn
0: i think so yeah and it's 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 a very yeah that's it. it's tree of life brad pitt as well yep it, it's got a very similar like
1: yeah i have no idea what that movie's about and i've watched it twice i think
0: right yeah but like you know what i'm talking about when the when the baby starts speaking it feels very much like that kind of a a a scene in that movie yeah it was like when it was happening i was like what am i watching it's not even
1: the first time that they zoom in on the fetus in the movie like no yeah you get to see the little tiny bean of the first baby and it's
0: just it is very weird when they do the abortion too it's very graphic what they do to the yeah you see the forceps go in but from the yeah
1: the the view of the vagina
0: well i do believe you also have an image of the baby no that's when oh my god that's when what happened the bad incident on the beach that's right oh yes yeah oh my god yeah so
1: she does lose the baby with arthur miller uh, and that is a very sad scene
0: very sad Yeah, she's carrying a tray of goods out to the beach to to arthur to some friends of theirs and yeah trips and falls right on her oh it's so it's just an awful scene yeah and it's awful. yeah there you get a very very graphic shot of the baby and something awful happens and yeah. it's very oh yeah. that that can be traumatizing if you know trigger warning for a lot of people yeah out there
1: definitely Uh, speaking of of trigger warning when magic touches stone is technically done oh really yeah it's been done for a couple weeks but i got so distracted with work because it's been wet and wild there that i have not researched what we need to do next i uh, but i do think that it is time that we can say hey we have a short film and we would like to share it with you it is extremely dramatic and uh, a primitive fantasy, I'll call it. Uh, written and directed by myself uh, under my human name, Blake Christ. And uh, we will keep you updated on what we're going to do with that. But we hope it excites you to hear that. We'll definitely eventually release it on our YouTube. Maybe have like a premiere event or something. Yeah. Up, up, up. I don't remember what
0: I was talking about now. And, and if you
1: want <laughs> us to do more movies, I already pitched Patreon, but if you end up liking this movie that we make, the money from Patreon will hopefully eventually allow us to do more projects like that. That's all I Indeed. want to say. Yeah. I don't
0: remember what I was talking about. Well, now, we
1: were though. talking about this movie, <laughs> Blonde, and it was about the baby. That's why I Oh, the I sad baby.
0: It. Yeah, the sad baby scene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so trigger warning on that and then uh also just to, to go back to the daddy issues there's another running theme throughout of of marilyn or of norma jean getting letters from her father yes there's this, this figure impersonating being her father i say impersonating but it seems very obvious to the the viewer that it's not her father
1: well i don't know i don't think at first it felt very obvious but then it just kept on happening and then I started yeah. thinking, oh, this is some kind of deranged fan fucking with her.
0: My, That's what I thought at first. My first thought, because she was getting it with a bunch of fan letters and everything right. like that, and I, my first thought was, this isn't your father, it's just a crazy fan, but yeah. she is so gung-ho on this idea yeah. that it's gotta be. And it really,
1: really fucks with her. Uh, basically, she gets gaslit but through letters, and then when the last letter comes I'll we'll leave the twist for you but the when the last letter c- comes man I was just as devastated as she was I mean right it's it, it's a, a powerful moment it's really yeah, powerful yeah yeah it, it's fucked like it, it it and I think what's fucked about it is that I took a character that I liked even though I knew they were problematic uh, at this point uh and then just totally ruined them
0: yeah it was it was really just like uh when you when you hear it you're just like how low can you stoop you know yeah, like yeah it's it's, it's just awful but it's it's very powerful uh and and it comes right after another uh, like another moment because this movie is hugely controversial like that's mm. the thing It's like yeah. you gotta know going in that what you're gonna watch is fictional but it's also very controversial because it comes after a scene involving president jfk just just called the president here yeah and it's oh just a hard scene to watch it's very awful it's another rape scene i will say yes it is
1: it might be well i mean because he's using his power it definitely is a rape scene but you could i think in the court of law you might argue that it was coercion which is still rape um (laughs) but yeah. <laughs> anyhow like he just kept so, he keeps on asking her to do it while he's on the phone and he's the president
0: yeah so and he's not asking either no there's, he's there's not. no question in his in his voice right. he he's saying like, go his ahead words sweetie were don't like, be shy get more comfortable yeah don't be shy what are you doing come on yeah. like he's he's getting angrier as he as yeah. as it goes on until finally he's just like down there yeah and then it's just oh yeah it's rough yeah it yeah, is it's, it's i don't know i watched it there's no doubt in my mind it's a rape scene right like <laughs> right i don't think it can be argued otherwise yeah. it's awful it is awful and it's it's long it's too it's like a minute and a half and, and it's, yeah
1: to a lot of people i think what you're trying to get at is that it takes their hero and uh really tarnishes his image however he yeah, is defin He was definitely known
0: to be a womanizer. I, I, <laughs> a womanizer. Yeah, he definitely raped somebody. Like I know that there's, there's somebody. There were who's... allegations for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh,
1: and you know, he did good things for the country, and it's horrific that he died. Yeah. And he, the the way that he did, and it would be nice maybe to see what those good programs that he was trying to initiate would do. would have done for right. the country uh L- right lbj Auditor tried got implemented
0: already but it's uh, all i was really getting at though is that it's uh, like when i'm when i'm implying that in, enforcing that it's fictional is mainly from the fact that, that there's a lot of conspiracies surrounding the president right this one this movie does not cover a lot of the conspira like conspiracies it mm-hmm. covers one specific one and yeah. that is that and you know seeing it is shocking you know it's just like it and it's also kind of like how did we get here too because it it, it's like a really quick jump from arthur miller to this moment and it's because she is so (laughs) doped out for most of it right
1: there is some time jumping going on like yes yeah she's high all the time yeah what like her her handler or whatever gets her involved in some kind of opiate like that they they're injecting her with something
0: to help her anxiety barbiturates it's to help her with her pain from the um loss of you know the trauma from losing her baby gotcha but
1: yeah. as we know in this period a lot of medicines were misprescribed yeah. just to handle people uh, especially women mm-hmm. and yeah. uh you know they're also using very addictive substances if you know your history you know that eventually she died due to an or- overdose and the scene was very sad like Literally, we were going to record right afterwards uh, for me watching this. Not this episode, but a different episode. And I was like, I was already willing to go, like, before those last ten to five minutes. Like, it really fucking messed with me a little bit. Uh, And it has something to do with those letters, by the way. In this fiction. Right.
0: I feel like (laughs) with with 20 minutes left of this movie it's a long movie too it's like two hours and 40 minutes blonde is yeah. so we, we that was another thing when i think that was another part of my brain was i like the duality of a 53 minute film and an hour two hour and 43 minute film like i i, mm. I don't know this movie this this pairing just did not work well i'm realizing it now they're yeah. not similar films at all but uh not at all not at all but they no. just
1: both have black and white uh, exactly that was, that was of, the only thing my brain there there are a lot of more colored scenes in this 100%
0: there's a lot of stylistic choices you know they, they change aspect ratio a lot mm-hmm. uh, they change from black and white to color like there, there's so many different different styles that are on presentation who was the director again and, Andrew Dominic Dominique who uh, yeah. was the director of uh, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford Hmm what do you know Hmm, i did look that up what a filmography
1: yeah and it is a very interesting movie for sure so uh i do want to get a little serious uh before closing statements if 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 you don't mind uh this this movie obviously has to do with the the horrible subject of suicide and i think it's important for our art to depict these kind of things because it brings awareness Of how this Mm. could happen to somebody that you may love or know, and just earlier this week, somebody who was a childhood hero of mine, Jason David Frank, uh, unfortunately died this way. And I just want our listeners, if if you're having struggles out there, to know that there's help for you, and uh, you know, there's just there's so many options to help you there's some, there's a there's a hotline that you can just call right now yeah. and there's websites uh, and just and make make your loved ones aware of the way that you feel and that in itself will help you because they will be there to help you so that's that's what i wanted to say so take care of yourself couch potatoes
0: it's very important it really is yeah and that that does make this movie hard to watch i guess just to wrap on it it's fucking beautiful. Like I I I've had to talk to a lot of people about this because, you know, there's a lot of people I work with who are like, "Should I watch it?" And I I've told it's them hard. all that my uh my my official review of this film is it's fucking beautiful. I absolutely loved it. It's goddamn disgusting. Don't watch it. Yeah. Um that's fair. Because it's 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 a hard watch. It really is. Yeah. And it you know, it can be very psychologically effective yeah and it's 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 amazing in that regard as a film as a film this is incredible yeah i would give it four stars but i don't think i'm going to watch it anytime soon yeah it's stuck with me to
1: watch but the the
0: cinematography the the acting it's just very powerful imagery it's very powerful yeah and and i i really 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 do enjoy it but i can only give it three stars because i i don't think i'm gonna come back to it I do think that for a film whose message is about the exploiting of women, the exploitation of women and uh, of Maryland itself, it seems to go out of its way to exploit them. Yeah, you know, for its own advantages. And I get it; those those scenes are incredibly powerful, and I, I understand what uh, Andrew Dominic was going for, and I do applaud him because I think they they make the this film even more. Lasting, but at the same time, could have been a little more coy. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't really want. Yeah, we to go it, into a movie and see rape. Yeah, like it
1: is it is just much more explicit than it had to be. They could have went yeah. for a rated R. Uh, however, like you said, it's kind of a conundrum, an enigma, and yeah. and maybe that's what the director. Was going for you know the, the shock oh, right, value yeah. of it to bring awareness to the, the issue but i think i would have been more comfortable with that if maybe it came from a woman
0: <laughs> maybe yeah, yeah yeah that might it might it would definitely have felt like a different statement but yeah. i feel like i i still feel like andrew dominic delivered a really good message yeah like he really he really is trying to like it made me go out and buy the book. Is it like true? the day after I watched it, I was immediately like, "I want to read Joyce Carol Oates' story because I want to read yeah. what she, yeah. you know, how how much it's like this movie. If 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 like if it's like it at all, I'm right. sure it is. But like you know, I I I'm fascinated by it.
1: It is interesting. It does make me more interested in the actual person, I would say, than reading right. this book that I know is
0: fictional. I read the intro and Joyce Carol Oates does does give out three or two or three biographies that she would recommend. Nice. If, she's like if you want the actual life, this is what I used to write to this book. Myself. And I'm like, awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, I might check
1: out a biography sometime, you know. That that's yeah. a little bit harder for me to pick up multiple books at once, but anyhow. Yeah. I don't think I said I give the movie a face. I did really enjoy watching it. But man, yeah. It, it is a hard recommend. You got if you love Marilyn Monroe, I maybe would recommend it. But God, you got to know it's fiction. You, I think yeah, you that's go one of prepare. my biggest complaints is that at for, I knew it was friction fiction going in. I feel like it needed to have a title right at the beginning. Right, this is a fictional depiction of the life of Norma Jean Baker.
0: Yeah, something.
1: Yeah, so that's all it had to be. I, I feel like there is a possibility that andrew dominic might have thought that that would cheapen his art in some way but i think right. it, people are just too stupid uh norton <laughs> I, I i did that weird thing because norton decided to open up a tab on my browser and i was like what the fuck yeah. is going on <laughs> <laughs> It's
0: like, hey, you yeah, it's...
1: got you got trackers and cookies. You want to take care of those?
0: <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. It, it, people are just uh, are just a little too stupid sometimes to yeah. to know what's fake and what's real. And yeah, this movie definitely needed something like that. And I do I do want to point out that I think it's kind of funny. I know we've said in the past, or at least I've said in the past, like when talking about uh, we never did Bohemian Rhapsody on this show, oh, but I know I've did. talked about it before. Where, I don't like that movie because it doesn't. It's not true, you know. It's not. It's not being as entirely truthful to his story as it possibly could be. It's not showing all the facets of this man. It's showing only the facets it wants you to see. Right. And, and I know. I think I've said it on when we talked Rocket Man. Wait, did we talk? I don't. Maybe we didn't talk Rocket Man. But I would watch John. Man, but I, I can't remember if we did it on the show or not. But I know I've talked about it. Where it's like. You know, I, I like that kind of a film because it lives up to the legacy of its right. hero, of its of its artist. And also, he and, was
1: heavily involved in, in that
0: project. And he was involved, yeah. and it, and it showed all the facets of his being. And I that's that's the thing with Marilyn is it's like, or with with Blonde, is it it definitely lives up to the legacy of yeah. of its central character. Anyway, yeah, yeah, and it's you know it's like sure it's very fictional, but at the same time. It went above and beyond and it it did it really fucking hard. It did so. it really fucking <laughs> hard, yeah. It yeah. does it win? Does it win? I, I think, don't honestly I don't It's know. easier to recommend Werewolf by Night, but yeah. I think as a film, I, I love Blonde. Like it's definitely gonna hold yeah. a spot in my brain for a long time.
1: Oh that's for damn sure. I cannot argue yeah. with that. But just on pure recommendation factor, I think I'm going to split it and give it to Werewolf by Night. Because good. I, there's things about Blonde that left a very bad taste in my mouth, and yeah. so that makes yeah, it fair. hard to give it the win, even though it definitely had a lot more effort, a lot more, a lot of things to to make the yeah. project happen, and yeah. the acting is just phenomenal. There's a lot of really good about Blonde. There's just a lot of really bad too, so it's hard for me to recommend werewolf right. by night wins it for me it's uh you know it's it's easy entertainment it hits a lot of humor tropes that i enjoy mm-hmm. so i it, know it's nice it's a
0: really well done film mm-hmm. they're both really well done yeah and i'm happy i'm that. happy we can split it that way because i want to give both films the recognition they deserve yeah, yeah. and there we go and you know another thing it. one hour versus three yeah Yeah. dude it's literally like uh, blonde is like the exact same length as black panther wakanda forever oh really and then there's another film i I didn't i sadly didn't get to watch it but uh charlie's no not Charlize Theron, uh the other one um oh (laughs) kate blanchett okay she's in tar she's in tar which is a fictional another fictional biopic Yeah. yeah about a composer um, I think it's fictional biopic. Um, but I think yeah, I really, really wanted to see it, but it's also too. like two hours right. and 40 minutes. Like right. what in the heck? Yeah. Like that's all long... these. <laughs> well, you know, I don't
1: know. They keep on going back and forth. Like, uh, you know, in the 90s, if you had a movie over 90 minutes or under 90 minutes, it was like a taboo. And then when we were like in
0: in undergrad, every movie was at least two hours long.
1: Every hey, movie.
0: Here's what I'm going to say. Here's here's where I think the line should be drawn. If your film is going to be released on streaming as well, make it as long as you fucking want. That's fair. Give the people the ability to walk out. If you're making your film theater only, two hours t- twenty minutes tops. If
1: you want to have a big cinematic epic, if your movie is over that length, it needs an intermission.
0: It really does. People got yeah, go Tarantino on that shit. <laughs>
1: people gotta pee and but you know there is an app for that actually i don't remember what it's called but there there is an app to tell you when the best part to run out to piss
0: during a movie but my brain the 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 thing about that app and the, the reason it doesn't work for me is my brain is so seedy it needs completion like right. I, I've told many people this, there are a lot of people out there who are like, you need to watch this television show. Just get through the first season. Right. You know, just start on season two. No, and you'll I be can't great. do that
1: either. I can't do. My brain that can't
0: do it. No, it's got to watch every single episode in order, or every single bit of a movie in order. I can't skip a moment. If I right. get up to go to the bathroom in my own house, I'm pausing it. Well, that's what I, I yeah, can't. Obviously, I can't. Yeah. Well, I can't walk out. There's so many. I've watched movies with a lot of people who are just like they get up and they're like, "I'm going to the bathroom." It's like, "Oh, okay." I'll pause and I'm like, "No, no, you can keep watching." I'm like, "I'm fucking pausing." <laughs> <Like, laughs> I only
1: do that if I have seen it or if it's something that's right. formulaic enough, like a, you know, like an episodic TV
0: show. I yeah. Think, okay. Yeah. No, I'm not
1: gonna miss anything.
0: Yeah. I can do it with Doctor Who because I watch Doctor Who all the time. Yep. But that's like that's the only thing that my OCD is okay with. But like, yeah, that, that app would not work for me because I'd be in the theaters and I'd be jittering. And I'd be like, I got to piss. I got to piss. And then the app would be like, well, after they cook the grandma dinner, there's a pretty boring scene that's perfect <laughs> to pee in. And I'm just like, I don't care. I'll sit through the scene. I'll sit through the scene. Just get me to the credits. Come on. <laughs> Come on. God, it's been two hours
1: and 15 minutes of fucking, fucking trailers lie. <laughs>
0: Uh, Uh, Well, did we do Two hours, 20 minutes max. (laughs) Keep it at that, people. Yeah, we've done the show. We're done. This is it. I'm the Green Traveler from Gorsh.
1: And I am the Faceless Leon. Safe travels. Take care of yourself, folks. Good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe, or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.